There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition. Available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or Visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. I'm ready to go pro. Well, then don't touch that dial. This is the podcast where we call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement. This is episode 237. Pedos and commies and chubs. Oh, my. Pro Nation first. Shouts out to Mom Army Special Forces, Chris Wagner and James J on Instagram. And you can find me there, Lou.Santini3. And a shout out to Wanda Webb on Truth Social. You can find me on Truth Social at Lou Santini. Your post of the week from at the CJ Pearson. I love this. Rappers talk all the time about what'll happen if you come into their hood. What's wrong with Jason Aldean and country music doing the same thing? Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Step one. Topic number one. Topic number one. From Yahoo.com. A 26-year-old man charged with sex trafficking is among several adults recently busted for enrolling as students in high school. Can someone kindly tell me what the fuck is going on? Here's the article. A 26-year-old Nebraska man is facing sex trafficking charges after impersonating a 17-year-old high school student and attended classes. 
The Lincoln Police Department said that Zachary Skych attended 54 days of class at two local high schools. Being just 5'4 and 120 pounds, Skych appears to have blended in with other students. Police said the school district had been alerted about an individual enrolled under the name Zach Hess, and authorities later determined that he had actually graduated from that same school district in 2015. The police investigation also found that Skych had been interacting with multiple students and those interactions generated information sufficient uh, sufficient for an arrest warrant. The statement said police did not release any further details on the nature of Skych's interactions with students. Jail records show Skych has been charged with sex trafficking of a minor, as well as two counts of child enticement with an electronic communications device. He is being held in jail on a $250,000 bond. Court records did not name an attorney for Skych. By the way, this is not an isolated case. The article mentioned that just last month, a 28-year-old Louisiana woman was arrested and accused of attending a local high school for the 2022-2023 school year using a fake passport and birth certificate. What is this shit? In March 2023, a 29-year-old woman similarly deceived school administrators with a fake birth certificate so she could enroll in a New Jersey high school. You sick fucks! A. So is President Coloring Book ever going to acknowledge and address the nationwide mental health crisis we have? Of course not. He should be supervised around the clock himself. Oh, I love baskets. Baskets, baskets, baskets. B. So you're still telling me... Sound of freedom is paranoia. Still going with that, Amateur Nation? And now this. And now for step two. Topic number two. Often on this show, and as recently as two or three episodes ago, I spoke of how communism slash woke culture panders, victimizes, exploits, educates, and programs Americans 35-ish and younger, i.e. millennials, so that this long-term plan of a communist takeover is executed by the time those 35-year-olds are, regrettably, parents themselves, and thus their children know of no other America. I saw this post recently. It listed some of the 45 goals to destroy the United States of America by Cleon Skousen. Now, here are just a few from the 45 goals designed to destroy the United States of America. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Number 20, infiltrate the press. Number 21, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Number 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Number 29, discredit the American Constitution. Number 30, discredit the American Founding Fathers. Number 31, discourage the teaching of American history. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution. Number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. And now from that post, three quotes. This first one, you may have heard many times. It takes a village to raise a child. Hillary Clinton. There is no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. 
Joe Biden. Give me just one generation of youth and I'll transform the whole world. Vladimir Lenin. Here's the best part. Those 45 goals designed to take over the United States was written in 1958. That's patience of a new magnitude. 65 years later and they're closing in on the grand finale every day. For you to understand any of this, first you have to understand evil. Not movie evil. Actual, actually, yes, movie evil. But now, take out the special effects, the cape, the dark, sinister-looking actor playing the evil guy who wants to rule the world. Take away whatever dialect you have him speaking. And now just picture this evil guy in a sweater. A suit. Wearing glasses. Fat. Ugly. But certainly not villainous. Insert George Soros, Bill Gates, Barack Okami, the Biden crime family, Dr. Keebler L. Fauci. If the bad guys look like they do in the movies and did what they always try to do, bomb America, terrorize an American ally city, blow up a plane, assassinate a political rival, etc., it would be so obvious and they'd be arrested. Evil people look and act just like you and me. My mother could kick Bill Gates's ass. He's no martial artist master villain. George Soros has never lifted anything heavier than the pen he signs checks to pay for district attorneys, judges, heads of state, and titans of industry. They both smile a lot, and not a villainous smile, just a regular smile. How could they be evil? Ever notice the villains in the movies are always arms dealers and drug dealers? Rarely are they human traffickers. Like I mentioned last week, the movie Taken seems to be okay because it's branded as an action movie. It's fake. But Sound of Freedom, a true account, is being mocked in mainstream media as paranoia. I thought about the movie The Transporter, where Jason Statham stops human traffickers, but it's literally one semi-truckload. Not that that's okay, but it was implied that this was a one-time shot. No mention of this happening daily all over the world, that America is one of the biggest traffickers and viewers of child porn, or a mention that the bad guy had been doing this for years and his operation made $40 billion, or most importantly, to whom is he selling these women? Now, I realize in the movie The Transporter that that genre of movie isn't designed to get that in-depth. It's an action movie, not a dramatic film. But you'd think they'd touch upon it if for no other reason to make the viewer hate the bad guy more. Selling people. But villains in movies now just have some device that will block the sun. See last week's episode. Blow up the earth, cause floods, or have a drug that will get the world addicted so they make money. COVID, a way to poison the water or the air, but they're never human traffickers where we see a Pablo Escobar-like factory of women and children being treated like slaves, because that would be too obvious. The New World Order doesn't mind you hating arms dealers or drug dealers or terrorists, even though they're funding those very things. Yeah, whatever, they're not. Wake up, amateurs. But they can't have you hating human-slash-child traffickers because that bleeds into reality and thus you would have pushback and censorship from companies and media outlets and social media. You're telling me Target and Sephora and Bud Light and all these other woke companies can support trans rights and Pride Month and Juneteenth, one of which is less than 1% of the population, one is a month to justify placating and brainwashing said 1%, and the other is a newly made-up holiday. Target and Bud Light and all those other woke companies can pander to things that affect a segment of America. 
But America getting behind protecting its children when we have proof of the trafficking, when the DOJ doesn't deem child and human traffic an area of concern, see last week's episode, not one company steps up to the plate to say, we stand against human trafficking and $1 out of 10 that we make funds organizations that help rescue children from slavery. None are doing that. Close your eyes. And not if you're driving. Picture a map of the world. Picture all the countries and the continents. Now, to the best of your ability, picture the countries you are pretty sure are currently communist and shade them in as red. Now picture America shaded in red. Now we're literally just like all the other countries we fight and have fought with have fought wars and won against countries we make fun of and avoid. We're like them now when you shade America in as red. Now picture America in with that group. And we are now that human rights violating, controlling the movement of its subjects, earth-destroying, wealth-dividing, crime-ridden, filthy, racist, unarmed, child-trafficking country that has all those qualities and worse, is one of the biggest countries in the world. Picture that missing piece of the puzzle that is communism. Picture how quickly other now-socialist countries will fall to communism. Pretty much since America was born, America has always been three things. The country people wanted to migrate to. The most free country in the world, and the world's babysitter slash parent, the country that helps the other fucked up countries the most and flexes on the often ill-behaving country that stirs up the most shit, keeping them in check, country in the world. And now picture that, all those qualities, gone, no longer existing. No one wants to come here anymore. We don't help out other countries anymore because we're with all those other loser countries. All those other countries that are struggling and, and fighting and uh, dealing with poverty and crime and racism, terrorism. We're just like them now. We are not special. Picture that. That could no longer exist. There would be no free country on the planet anymore. You're telling me that all hell wouldn't break loose and quickly? Find me on Instagram at lou.santini3, Truth Social at Lou Santini, YouTube at Lou Santini, and Facebook at Lou Santini Entertainment. Check out all my social media links and my direct email on my main website, lousantini.com. And you can check out Sneak Peek Thursdays every week, Thursday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Leave a review about this show wherever you listen. Finally, a convention for fatties on topic number three. The honor and remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or 
Visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. Hi pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising, tell it like it is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Back to you, fuckers. All right, now step three. Topic number three. Hit me! Oh, this just in, MSNBC claims working out and being fit is far right. Yeah? That explains seven-time Mr. Olympia Arnold Schwarzenegger's full-blast commie sentiment of screw your freedom during the pandemic shutdowns. So I guess I'm to assume morbidly obese, body-positive people are communists? That means my gym is full of pros, thank God. Well, bring on the oppression, victimhood, and any other isms that have amateur nations sucking on their woo-woos and their safe spaces. From the Philadelphia Inquirer, this headline, Philly's first-of-its-kind fat-focused convention to be held at Temple University. Guess want to see my dick? <laughs> no, but I bet you'd like to be able to. Male testes confirmed. Sidebar. Before I continue, and while I never do disclaimers for my comedy, jokes, and quips and drops made on this show, let me be clear. It would be ludicrous for a listener of this episode or topic to think that by me doing a topic on it and making comments and a lot of jokes about it, that it means I think fat people are inferior, helpless, less intelligent, or morally bad or inferior, and that I hate them. That's not what this is about, knee-jerk amateurs who might be listening. Listen carefully. This topic is about amateur nation embracing its flaws whatever they may be, however avoidable they may be. And instead of correcting the flaw, not only being okay with it, which in many cases is indeed healthy, but uniting others in what is clearly misery and trying to convince themselves that they're, of course, wait for it, special. And probably need a day or a week or a month to celebrate it with a parade. World's shortest and slowest parade. What's funny about that? Because of the walking and they're fat and it's a lot of exercise but they can ride the floats hey what they can be the floats i can hear the chance now we're here well we're almost there we're whoever wrote this episode should die here's the article fat con wants people to connect with other people that look like you think like you feel like you and understand you said one of the founders ever proving that there's money to be made in fear-mongering and in this case weakness victimhood and oppression more from the article Danelle Jagerman, Adrian Ray, and Kenyetta Harris. She a great big fat person. Actually, they all are. Want you to know there are a ton of fat people in Philly who are perfectly fine with who they are. By the way, this is in the Philly Inquirer, a major newspaper, and they actually wrote, there are a ton of fat people. That is grammatically incorrect. And yes, I'm nitpicking. I expect more from a major newspaper. It's supposed to be there is a ton of fat people. And I, that, I, hey, I'm going to make a lot of jokes on this topic. Heads up. And that sure seemed like a little... They could have said there is a large obese population in Philly or there's a there's a lot of fat people, but they went with a ton. 
Okay, the article continues. The three women behind Philly's first-of-its-kind fat-focused convention are bringing more than buzzwords like body positivity and body neutrality to Temple University in October. They want everyone to celebrate being unapologetically themselves. (sighs) When did any fat people or any people who are maligned or different in some way have to apologize? Huh? And for what? Sorry, I'm fat. Which I would like to hear just once from the guy overlapping me on a plane. But I digress. The article says, We're not into the buzzwords because we've seen how it affects and impacts people. It makes people feel either included or excluded, said Ray. Using buzzwords? Who runs an online plus-size shop called Curve Conscious. So her customers that shop at her shop online are conscious of their curves. Hey, Janice, I didn't want to say anything, but did you know you're about 200 pounds overweight? I'm conscious of it. Thank you. Her customers are well aware that they're fat. By the way, these three women who started Fat Fest, sorry, Fat Con, you're telling me that Fat Fest isn't a catchier name? Marketing fail. These three women who started Fat Con aren't chubby or could lose a few. These are morbidly obese, unhealthy-looking women. But like in all of Amateur Nation, if there is a lot of you sharing the same unhealthy physical, mental, emotional, or sexual issue, it's not okay simply because of the numbers. Don't fix the problem. Hang out with more who have the same problem. Go out of your way to attend a convention of problem. The article continues, that phrase body positivity has become bogged down with relating to body image, she said. What people in larger bodies need. Translation, the really big and fat, and by the way, here come more buzzwords that she isn't using, is to step away from constantly talking about body image. Because that can be very triggering. For folks who have disabilities, chronic illness, have been dieting on and off all their lives and developed eating disorders because of it. The article says the Philly Fat Con. Oh, come on. You could have had the name and the logo. Philly Fat Fest, all spelled with PH at the front. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's brilliant. No! It's just dumb. Philly Fat Con. Let's have some action. Let's have some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. Aims to be a judgment-free event. Of course it's judgment-free. We can have judgment in our lives. Why should anyone be subject to a world of other people's judgments? Anyway, uh, they say they aim to be a judgment-free event focused on creating a community. Of course it's a community. A large community. For fat people, by fat people, recognizing those who are often overlooked because of their size. All right, well, if they're fat, how can they be overlooked? Wouldn't the anorexics be more likely to be overlooked? Hey, fatty, you are fat. (laughs) The idea is to help others navigate this fat phobic world and society in a different way and providing clothing for people who need it, no matter what your body looks like. Jaggerman, Ray, and Harris got to talking and they decided they wanted to throw a bigger weekend-long event to bring people together and celebrate fat bodies. They began planning in November of 2022 and officially announced FatCon on social media in March. People just want to be able to be themselves. That's the dire need for something like Philly FatCon, Ray said. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. I need to start a no particular community or cause convention. Just people of all races, shapes, sizes, backgrounds, hanging out, not talking about their race, shape, size, and background. You know, a party. Now the highlights 
of the convention. You ready for these? The keynote speaker is the fat sex therapist. <laughs> is it a therapist for people who have fat sex or is the therapist fat? Sonali Rashatwar, and a featured talk with Joy Cox, author of Fat Girls and Black Bodies. Woo-hoo-hoo! A victimhood and oppression twofer involving weight and race. Also another highlight, attendees can join fat-friendly fitness classes and shop an open market with up to 40 vendors. A. If these people attended fitness classes, do I really need to finish this joke? B. Even if they wanted to attend, who exercises at a convention? And here's the best part. Tickets are only $75 each of the three days, or you could get the very immense person, the VIP passes, for $250. And now a barrage of leftover (laughs) fat jokes that fat people and fat comedians are allowed to say, but we fit conservatives who apparently hate everybody if we tease anyone that are sure to offend amateur nation can't. Fat pros will probably laugh at these. I hope this convention is bring your own chair. What am I saying? Most probably will attend on rascals. And I bet the food vendors are going to clean house. No shit. You know, you guys ought to watch it. Making fun of people like that, you could hurt their feelings. I just assume all an amateur nation have hurt feelings 24-7. It's easier that way. I mean... What the hell kind of country is this where I can only hate a man if he's white? And no, again, I don't hate fat people. That's stupid. As I've said before, I really don't hate anyone. Just absolutely fried on victim culture. There's nothing wrong with making people laugh. Speaking of food and eating, this is a la carte. Not so fun fact, in 1983, the CDC had 10 vaccines on its schedule and autism occurred in one in 10,000 people. In 2013, they had 32 vaccines on its schedule and that number jumped to one in 88. In 2018, the CDC had 74 vaccines and one in 36 people with autism. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Science isn't an exact science. You know, the worst thing about updating your iTunes is getting that shitty U2 album back in your artist's playlist. It's a free album and I delete it every time on principle. Looks like Thread's dead, baby. Thread's dead. Late on this one, but did you know July 25th was World Drowning Prevention Day? So just stay on land, I guess. And all those other days, feel free to drown. Here's one. You think you have it rough as an LGBTQIA plus ampersand exclamation point at symbol person in America? Have a go at it in China. China has officially shut down the last LGBTQ center in Beijing. Turns out China is trying to increase the birth rate as they view homosexuality as a malign foreign influence that is stopping you from getting married and having children. Homosexuality is indeed legal in China, but same-sex marriage and adoption by gay couples are not allowed. And what's more, ready for this, woke amateurs? E-wins people, remember E-wins, everyone who is not straight, are not legally protected against discrimination in China. You know, China. Where the child slaves work in caves and they dig for battery batter for your terrifyingly named Nissan Leaf. Tell me again how America sucks, how you're oppressed, not seen, not celebrated. Go fuck yourself. Still waiting for footage of all these kids birthed by men. Well, we're waiting. Time now for three pro things. Three things that are done right. Number one. 
Friend and former guest of the show and producer and star of the Uncle Tom documentary series, Chad Jackson, just keeps dishing out the truth bombs and consistently shoots down amateur nation's knee-jerk labeling everything is racist diatribe. Here we have his response to this stupidly spewed forth on Twitter where this woman tweeted this, anti-woke always meant anti-black. What's playing out in Florida is proof of that. If it's so horrible there for black people, why aren't they leaving in droves? Here's Chad Jackson's response. He says, when you say black, you're not merely talking about one's skin color, but one's mindset. You subscribe to the notion that to be black is to feel oppressed and to believe that Marxism is the only solution to that oppression. Since Marxism is synonymous with wokeness, you thusly believe that anti-wokeness is anti-blackness. You have found a new way to call someone racist. Thanks, but no thanks. Number two. Bad news for climate change alarmists. Introducing Michael Schellenberger, an American author and former public relations professional whose writing has focused on the intersection of politics, the environment, climate change, and nuclear power, as well as more recently on how he believes progressivism is linked to homelessness, drug addiction, and mental illness. Listen to him speaking on some very basic facts, complete with visual support. Sorry, amateurs, I know you still have feelings that are ever so strong about how the environment is actually getting better. You've all heard the news. Climate change is destroying your future. Carbon dioxide is accumulating in the atmosphere. Global warming is killing the Great Barrier Reef. But there's more to this story. Over the last decade, total global emissions declined. Deaths from natural disasters have diminished to a few hundred a year in the United States, even as the global population quadrupled over the last century, they've declined internationally by over 90%. The Great Barrier Reef recorded the highest amount of coral in 36 years, and maybe longer, because that's the amount of time that we've been studying and measuring. How come nobody is saying that? Easy. No money in the fear-mongering of it. And number three. I was commenting to my girlfriend how I feel I was born in the sweet spot of America. I was born in 1967, too young to be affected by the civil unrest of the 60s, teenager during the prosperous 80s, not to mention the wide variety of great music and the advent of MTV when it was good and actually played videos. A more innocent time where we had technology, but it wasn't invasive. Even the 90s had its share of good music. My radio career was during the peak of radio DJ popularity from 86 to 97. This next post touched me and instantly transported me back to my childhood. This post from Men's Corner on Instagram. Running through the sprinklers. Chasing down the ice cream truck. Riding bikes with friends around the neighborhood. Swinging so high that the poles lifted out of the ground. Picking blueberries. Catching fireflies. No internet. No cell phones. No social media. We headed home when the streetlights came on. Those were the summers of my childhood. How lucky I was to have grown up before technology took over the world. I did all those things when I was a kid. Give me something I can use. You get a free no amateur tea. My Drybar Comedy special, Amateur Nation, is on drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. Main website and email access is at lusantini.com. 
and send a link from whatever platform you listen on to someone who you think would like the show. And feel free to leave a review. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. I guess that finishes me. I'll have to quit school and go someplace where people don't know who I am.